Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon, Episode 1, Starting Your Training the Right Way. Hi there and welcome to Mr. Smith Talks Triathlon. We're bringing you practical triathlon advice for everyday athletes, not just the racing snakes. He's Mr. Smith, the coach. And he's Doug, the other guy, the host, the uh, the one with the wittiness. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Um, today, first episode uh, of the show, and we're just really talking about taking stock of, of where you are, where athletes are at, and making sure that, that, that those athletes have a plan to make training successful in the coming season. Good plan, I like it. Yeah, but before we do that, um, probably worth uh, saying a little bit about ourselves and, uh, and what the podcasts uh, are really looking to deliver. All right. Well, I'm Gerard. I am uh, Mr. Smith, but you don't have to call me Mr. I've been coaching for a number of years. I can't actually give you the number off the top of my head. And so we have a squad here in Wellington. We've got groups of people around the country. And most people we're working focused on the same kind of things, half Ironman and Ironman distance events. So my background is in coaching for that and in amongst that group and, and, and everyone that we've got out there, we've always been kind of sharing information. We've got a, a private Facebook group and we've got uh, emails and things that go out, but uh, I'm pretty slow at typing. So I figured, what the heck, let's uh, try and do it by voice, see if it makes a bit more sense, if it uh, helps spread the word out there. I think most of us are better at talking than typing, Gerard. So, oh, Doug, yeah. you're, you're, you're top at talking. Yeah, sorry. There I go, talking right over the top of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on to, to me. Um, not quite as interesting as uh, Gerard. I'm, I'm one of the people that, that signed up to Mr. Smith's and probably four years. Uh, Gerard's been cajoling and poking and prodding and helping me in many ways. Um, you know, I'm no racing snake. I'm just someone who's a really enthusiastic amateur. Love the training, uh, love the camaraderie, and uh, just that that general vibe that that Gerard, Mr. Smith, uh, although you don't have to call him Mr. Smith, uh, creates. So, you know, it's it's for athletes of all types, and uh, yeah, it's been a great experience. And 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 we hope that uh, if you're listening to this, you start to uh, feel that you're part of that experience as well. And I really appreciate you helping out, Doug, with this because you are a former broadcasting professional. We. We, we may get to talk about that one day, but uh, yeah, but for now, that uh, your support in the team here in Wellington has been great for years, and so hopefully with this we can uh, spread the word a bit further afield. Let's we're going global, Gerard. All right, let's go big, <laughs> direct from global headquarters. So that's a quick intro about the two of us. Um, we're not the most interesting part of this podcast. It's about what you guys can get out of this. Um, so let's start with some practical advice, Practical advice, Gerard. And as you said, it's about taking stock. So, um, yeah, thoughts as, as we're in some of these, these colder months and looking forward to the summer. All right. Well, it, I wanted to start really with this because we are here now in August and it's midwinter. Okay, you look around outside any day and it's probably raining, cold, short days. But this is about the time of year when a lot of people are deciding which events they're going to do next season yeah. and and making a start into it. So it's really good time just to make sure 
that we start the year the right way, yep. start the season. And next season, the summer season, it's 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 spread over two three months, sort of starting. What what's the first first cab off the rank? So so for us for our team, um, Iron Maori is the first event. That's the first of the half Ironman events. Everyone will be doing lots of smaller events along the way, local events to them, but that's kind of the the first of the main ones that we're aiming for. Yeah. And then uh, going through a number of other the half Ironman events through to Ironman in March, which tends to be towards the end of the season. It's pretty much the last. Well, it's, the, the, it's the big one for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's the the last of the big ones for the season. Fantastic. So yeah, we're, we're, right now we're here in August, and there's. When I'm talking to people just recently, there's been a number of things going through people's minds. There's the immediate thing of, oh, I'm not doing enough. I, I need to be training. I need to be going. And so I just really wanted to reinforce that unless you've really got some really, really top ambitions that you're out there to qualify for Kona or or yeah, really, really be at the, the pointy end of the field, then right now you'd you don't need to be in full training. In fact, a lot of people I know have had um, very quiet times over winter. It's a lot of what ordinary age group athletes do is that we, we kick back and we're not in full training all year round. Yeah. And probably thinking about it, you know, you, we're at a level where if, we get, if we're going pretty hard all year, something's probably going to break. So yeah, bit of downtime and a, probably a conversation for another another time. Um, it's actually not a bad thing not doing too much. Absolutely, yeah. You, in, it's in fact important to have those downtimes. Um, pay a bit of back, back a, ti- a bit of time back to the family. <laughs> Reacquaint with the family. Yeah, it's uh, maybe that's a topic for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a stack of them already. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that make sure that you're not uh, just busting the body hard the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, some people are coming off really having not done much. Others have been doing events, and on the other hand, quite often I've got people who who come and talk to me and say, okay, so I've just done my half marathon, and I'm doing these three spin classes a week, and I'm riding with a bunch on the weekend, and I know I should be doing swimming 10k a week and everything else, and it's like, woohoo, let's slow it down, that uh, you do have to have that downtime, and you do have to progress through your season. There's a... Um, a coach in Auckland, John Ackland, who's been around for a very long time, and he used to talk about three stages throughout the year. And I can't actually remember what the the names of them are, but the, the general idea was at the start of your training, at the start of the season, to be very, very relaxed about it. You go through your training, you do, you do it, you tick it off, but you're not fully obsessed by it. You're not putting every minute into it. And you're not living and breathing it. Yeah, which I think is when you know, some of the stuff that you've delivered in the past really quite defined about intensity. Yeah. Because there are some, and I know some in the squad, we won't name names, who there's only one speed and it's fast Yeah. Uh, until they fall over. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as you don't fall over, it may work out. But uh, for the majority... Yeah, those those slow, steady sessions, that little bit of downtime, Absolutely. just crucial, crucial... And yeah, you've got to give the body a chance to readapt. That if you haven't been doing a lot lately, you can't go and hammer it. The knees will blow out. Something will happen. So yeah, look, really, just please take the message right now. Unless you've got those really big ambitions, then 
you don't need to be full noise training. As we go through the season, we'll introduce more and more as we go through. Yeah. As an example, is it, is it about time or is it about intensity? A, a bit of both. And, and everyone has got a different capacity for how much they can handle that generally those who are younger, not married, don't have kids, tend to have... Excellent. Kid. I qualify in no area of Do you rem- those. remember those days? Yeah. <laughs> Although I had no money as well. So, and yeah, there's, there's the next topic, the cost of triathlon. Oh, <laughs> yes. But yeah, that, that some people that have more time, more energy, more ability to do some. Others, um, older, working, got kids, various combinations of those things you have less time so yeah it, it really is different for different people yeah and the schedules you deliver Gerard you do your um the the sort of off the shelf option um but then you also do personalized and I'm assuming um I'm too much of a cheapskate to go for the personalized <laughs> option but uh, you know you take into account all those things you just mentioned yeah absolutely so there, there's a number of people I work with individually and we we do that planning for each individual person for the people who are part of the squad, the wider team around the country, um, joining up and using the, the pre-written plans for the squad, look, we, we can't do that for every person individually, but hopefully a lot of what we talk about over the coming weeks, each person is going to be able to make some decisions for themselves about um, what or how they modify the plan to make it work just a little bit better for them. Yeah, and a time of year as well, we don't feel guilty that you're your skip a session or yeah, you know, yeah because we can become a little bit obsessive and I think at that uh, middle of the normal distribution curve athletes it's it's not going to make a lot of difference absolutely you know yeah. you miss a swim session or a bike it's probably the difference between yeah seventy third and your age group and seventy eighth it's uh, at, at my level anyway <laughs> um, so about expectation and not just thinking that I must go hard all year or else I won't achieve that's it absolutely. Well, that's for, you know a great a great overview of uh, taking stock and having a little bit of think around what you do in these these colder months and it's a little bit more challenging to to get out. Yeah. Um. You know, the bike you can obviously go swimming, but uh, you know, riding and running in the rain and the wind is uh, not a lot of fun with four or five layers on. Um. So, a little bit of a summary. What what would be the sort of two three main things that that people should take away? Okay. The the, the number one is just take a moment to stop and think where you're at and just recognize what you want to get out of the season because if you've got some big big ambitions okay then you need to be um, working to those a little more aggressively if you're someone who just wants to really tick the box do the event and have a lot of fun on the way you can be a lot more relaxed about it Mm -hmm. okay so just be really really clear about what what it is for you for the season Um, secondly no matter which of those camps you fall into still keep it lower key be more um, yeah, keep it lower key at this this end of the year because if you do have those big ambitions, there's a lot of training to come, a lot that you're going to have to be doing. So you need to save a lot of particularly mental energy as much as anything else for when you really need it later in the year when yeah. the when that really big important training is happening. Yeah, you want to be jumping out of bed, not thinking, oh, cool, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and probably the the, the final thing is that just thinking about how to set yourself up to make it successful, okay? And so that might be simple things like negotiating your training times with the family so that there's not this angst a few weeks down the track about, oh, you're out all the time and never see you. So have those conversations up front. Even uh, if, if you 
have the flexibility, the opportunity at work to get out for lunchtime training. Have those discussions with your boss and figure out what you can set up now so that you can be really consistent over time. Yeah, I think the knowing what you can do and when you can do it is important. You know, sitting there on a Sunday evening trying to figure out where you're going to fit in you know, mm. the 60-minute run with five hill repeats and the this, that, the next thing. Uh, you, you want it in the book yeah. well in advance and uh, none of those awkward conversations with your better half about disappearing for three hours on a Wednesday evening or whatever the case may be. So, no, absolutely fantastic uh, stuff, Gerard. A, a great way for us to kick off the... The series, I think the plan is far more practical and quite specific stuff to talk about, you know, ongoing. Absolutely, um, and, and and that's what it is. We want to make it practical every single week. So we're, we're not going to be here um, giving you the top five secret workouts to make you faster today. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the supplement that you must have that will give you that extra 1%. It's about the, the big stuff, the really important things that are going to make the most difference to your training. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, in summary, that's it. Uh, fantastic first effort. Uh, love it. And really looking forward uh, to to the next podcast and the one after that. And uh, let's deliver some really good value to the, to the crowd out there. Let's have a go at it, Doug. Fantastic. All Thank right. You. See you all again.